0: I'm Jo, and welcome to Shoutcast, your bite-sized guide to better comms. Today, I'm delighted to have Wendy Maas with us. She is a mother tongue Dutch marketing professional, and she's going to tell us a little bit about herself and how she came to PR. So, Wendy, over to you.
1: Um, I'm actually Belgian, but in Belgium and Holland, we both speak Dutch. Uh, You can compare Flemish and Dutch a little bit like um, to Scottish and English because it's exactly the same. But people talk with a different accent. Right. Right. And and. uh, That's why I can reach with Flemish. We can reach two countries. We can reach Holland and we can reach Belgium, because, as you know, in Belgium, they also speak French and Dutch. That's great. Um, Right. How have I come to um, falling into communications? Actually, my whole job career has been a little bit like a road into serendipity. I'm not trained as formally trained as um, a research analyst or a researcher, but that's the main job that I'm right uh, doing right now. I'm not formally trained into any communications, but both those roles I actually obtain because, um, um, well, we are so versatile in languages coming from Belgium and even mm-hmm. from Holland. So it's a second nature to us to speak French, uh, even English, um Dutch people are very good also in adding German, for example, to, to their vocabulary. Right. And um, I got my very first job into research because they were looking for a multilingual engineer to do tool research. Now, I'm not an engineer. I don't know anything by tool, about tools, but there I went. I was uh, in, <laughs> I was hired as an a, as a a researcher and i've traveled the whole of europe just because um i could cover the european market more or less or big mm. part of it just because of my language and that's how i ventured into communications too because um yeah
0: yeah yeah so um yes you said you know the language is clearly um super important and i'm i'm bilingual in italian and english and i i know what you <laughs> mean um you know it's uh being bilingual or speaking more languages is, is, is just a huge advantage on, on a lot of fronts. Um, other than language, do you think there are other things that kind of connect your two souls of media placement and product research? Are there sort of um, similarities or things that you think the two have in common?
1: I think actually, which is uh, important in both roles is that you love language. Because mm-hmm. in research as well as communication, you have to have a, an aptitude for, um, but also a love for language and wanting to try to always formulate things in a very concise, precise, but also enjoyable way to read. Mm. And, and that's definitely um, uh, not, I won't call it a gift, but something that's very important into communications. Yeah, uh, I've always loved written communications better than, or, or let me say, I'm more apt in writing anything down rather than talking about it, which, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is surely, a, surely an advantage too. Another thing I was just thinking that you
0: mentioned, you know, you said I won't call it a gift, and you know, I, I, I won't venture into that ground, but I think, um, you know, understanding the people you have in front of you and communicating to them in an effective way is certainly mm-hmm. you know something that it can can be trained but it's quite difficult to and i would say it's something that you've done in or it seems that you've done in in all your roles you know trying That's to true.
1: understand sure. yeah. well one of the um one of the things that i'm actually appreciated for in my current role as a researcher is that I can digest a whole lot of reading or data, and I, I know to pick out the headlines and the key findings and then just concisely um, summarize them in a way that's understandable for, for everybody. And, and that's very important if you write articles or if you get referrals to write about articles, you have to be able to um, To connect with your audience at first so you have to know who you're writing it for but also when technical details come in they don't appeal to everybody so you have to be able to present them in a way that they are understandable uh yeah for everybody who will read your article in the end
0: Mm, yeah i couldn't agree more the art of breaking down complex business issues technical issues In a way that can be easily understood is very very valuable even more so if you can do it in more languages Mm -hmm. Um, so just moving back to to communications in the strictest PR sort of sense what what do you enjoy about that job you know you've you've done lots of different things you're a super versatile person what do you like about PR and then what you what don't you like as well
1: Uh, one thing I like is that you actually learn a lot because you get fat information about products, about people, about events that are actually very interesting and you didn't know about. And then there's a kind of excitement that you that you've been chosen as a source to actually share this with mm-hmm. other people. Um, I also very much like the contact that I. Um, well, or the contact base that I've built up with different media houses uh, across the years. Because in Belgium and uh, in Holland, you will see that um, over the years, a lot of uh, publications uh, are now falling in the hands of uh, bigger units, if you want, media Mm. houses. And although they have different editors working from them, there's always a way that you have to find into break into and there will always be a special relation with somebody within a media house that you then can. I won't say exploit, but that will help you to just explore the the wider. Um, yeah, the wider source that you can call upon them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds that sounds great. Um, building building those relationships mm-hmm. up over time and. Um, you also just um, you, you were talking about your Belgian and your context in Belgium and in Holland. So, I'm wondering, are there any particular differences you found between those two landscapes, okay. or is it roughly similar?
1: Um, let me say. Um... In terms of print and magazines, it's roughly similar because, of course, the Belgian market tries to expand in Holland, the the Dutch market tries to expand in Belgium. However, there is a big not a big difference but it, there is a, a difference culture wise yeah
0: and actually mm-hmm. you mentioned another thing that obviously i'm i'm really familiar with it made me smile is that kick that you get when you get um coverage you know i i remember when i first started in pr like i would dream about coverage at night i'd be like yes i got <laughs> so <laughs> that's how because it is very satisfying to feel that you know you've broken through that barrier and given something that's of value, but also being able to show the, the mm-hmm. person in front of you that it's of value because um a lot of people that don't work in this sector don't realise that journalists do get so many emails every day. And yeah, and, and and to break through that noise, mm-hmm. you really need to provide something that's cleverly pitched but also useful. And you know it has to have so many so many qualities are quite uh, difficult to get all in one go.
1: True. <laughs> yeah. And and um, one of the best things you can do is uh, carefully source where you want to uh, publicize, because mm-hmm. it's not a wide shotgun approach that you should um, look for. It's actually thinking, right, this is an... an um, This is publicized to this kind of audience because this is what they like to read and and this is the style that we are presenting it to them. Now, for example, if we're talking about um, a magazine that's mainly customer related or customer focused, um, having a big article about the technical joys that your new product will bring onto the market Um, doesn't always appeal to this audience. So then you have to make sure that what you write is specifically addressed to the reader. And I think that is one thing that the the editors will specifically look for. Is this article suited for my publication? Actually, um, my readers are not going to like it, so I will not publicize it.
0: How do you go about finding that out?
1: What's your um, process? It's it's mainly talking to, the, trying to, uh, well, phoning the editors and and try to have a conversation with them, learning to understand what they are looking for in an article and which audience base they are actually publicizing for, and then trying to find the common the common elements within the article that you have to pitch and what is interested interesting to their audience mm. and and uh, one thing that I've um, learned from you Joe, is if you can incite um, some enthusiasm by saying listen we can make this for example into an interview with um, the people that have have invented this product or with the director of the company that actually is promoting this or this event it goes down very well.
0: Mm, yeah being flexible with with mm-hmm. content yeah yeah and that but that does obviously require all that knowledge um that y- you obviously have of both your client but also the media landscape um and i think this ties into your relationships with with editors um with the tech editors especially i think if you didn't have those relationships you'd find it difficult to to suggest mm-hmm. relevant um and interesting yeah. formats um This has been really, really interesting and helpful. And and look, I hope to have you on soon. And thank you for taking part. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for this month's Shoutcast podcast. I'm really looking forward to next month when I have another expert to talk to you about improving comms.